Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Baseball's hot in the streets. Another weekend full of action grabbing the headlines for all the right reasons. Let's talk about it. Welcome to Talking Baseball. Thank you very much for joining us today. Appreciate you. As always, we're brought to you by DraftKings. My name's Jimmy. His name's Jake. BBD in the corner. And Trevor, not in California. He is in Florida. How's the sun out there? It's a beautiful day. I walked my family down to the beach and said, you know what? You guys go have fun. Daddy's got to work. Wow. So here I am. This, I mean, it's undeniable, my work ethic. It's crazy. On Take a page out of my field. book, Jake. He was drinking a beer when he came in here. True. <laughs> I'm drinking. False. I'm on vacation, man. True or false? You spilled on yourself at the airport. It is true. I, I spilled some wine, but you know <laughs> I was okay because I was wearing all, all black. All black. Let's, let that be a point to everybody there. Travel, wear black. It's a good call. Jake, before we get to you. Yes. I don't know. Is my mic loud or is my headphone loud? I think my headphones are a little loud too. I think th- I was going to play good through to me, it. Jim boy. All right, cool. Leslie Nelson. Yes. Patron. Logan Cook. Sam Heim. Mm. Eric Hansen. Okay. Julius Pack. Rod B. Ashley Taylor. Matt Haggerty. Seth Marburger. Sean Fernandez. J.D. Farmer. It's a great name. Mm. Greg Vince. Jonathan Williams, Diego Rivera, and Ryan Cavella. Those are our most recent patrons. Thank you guys very much. Appreciate you each and every day. Jake, how are you doing? I'm good, baby. I'm good. Baseball in full swing. No more excuses. No more seasons just getting started. Hey, if you're slumping, you're slumping. Get out of it. People are getting benched. Jay Bruce. We'll see. Um... I'm good, man. Had a, had a nice weekend. Watched a lot of baseball. I think last night was hilarious. I mean, the ESPN game. It was kind of the perfect short story of where baseball is at. The stars shined. Albies, Acuna, Freeman, Harper. Like, all the stars did their thing. Uh, and then you get the ESPN broadcast, which has now become... A good form of bad entertainment also And then you get a replay that becomes the storyline And and one of the storylines of the weekend I mean, it's baseball in a nutshell The stars were incredible Everyone's talking about replays today So, uh, I'm good, man Our our Yanks got their butt kicked a little bit But they survived, so we're coming up on that And uh, like you, I mean, you know We kick it around on on this show I'm excited to hear Trevor's first leadoff episode on the road. It kind of feels like we're a team that kind of got off to a, a ho hum start, and we're like, okay, let's let's put the big guy up top and see what happens. I like that. I like that <laughs> analogy right there. You call me the big guy. Okay, I'll work that. Well, out. with, with this with this crowd, yeah. I have a question because you you talked about the Sunday night broadcast. I obviously didn't get to see the game. I was traveling. Will Middlebrooks, friend of the pod, our friend, I like Will a lot, he put out a tweet last night. I need confirmation that this actually happened. He said the Phillies were down 3-2. to two. Didi hits a three-run homer. They go up 5-3. And A-Rod says, 
Now we got a ball game. <laughs> so, so three, two, not a ball game. Five, three, ball game because even leads. Yeah, you never heard A Rod talk about two run leads. Like it, it almost is a bit at this point. He, yeah. He, what's what's his deal, dude? He's not a real person. I mean, I posted his his selfie from Instagram. I mean, is seemingly normal, but also if anyone looks at it, it's one of the weirdest things they've ever seen in their life. What he posted another selfie? Oh yeah. Oh, you didn't see Jake? We 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 had a little Twitter back and forth with some creepy pics. It was um, as someone put it, nightmare fuel. I didn't see. I fell asleep real early last night. I woke up to pee. And then my phone was blown up. Oh. So he, on Instagram, his Instagram story, he did exciting game tonight at <laughs> Phillies and then at Braves, which is not the Atlanta Braves Instagram account, so they went untagged. Um, Interesting. And it's just, it's a wormy pick. Like, I've taken a lot of wormy wow. picks, but. <laughs> yeah, there was something he's, wrong with it. It was. He's. He's. He's something. When you have that much money, sometimes things get a little, just get a little get strange. A little wonky. You don't live in the same world as everyone else. No, that's okay. No. Oh, you man. need some toxins. He needs some toxins. That's yeah. what helps you out. Like I'm drinking a beer because I know I need to stay like a regular person here. Yeah, everybody knows that. This is necessary. Man, that's a weird pick. Like, in a way, it's a normal selfie. In another way, it's one of the weirdest things you'll ever see. He's not normal. <laughs> if you didn't know A-Rod, you'd be like, ah, that's not that big of a deal. But when you know the backstory yeah. and all the stuff that goes around it, you're like, okay, dude. Yeah. No more J-Lo. No, they're still right? together. They're still fighting. They're together? They're, yeah. They're they're doing their best. I actually, I feel like I she actually, keeping them, like, good. Yeah. Their kids have been, like, his kids have been with J-Lo like, for, like, their formative years. So I do feel like everyone's just laughing at that because J-Lo's kind of odd and A-Rod's the biggest weirdo ever. But I do feel bad that, like, you know, there is, like, a family. There's being, people attached. Be, that attached I love to that. You, Jim. I love that angle that you just took right there. Get, that's, attached. that's why you're the best. It's true. You thought about something that nobody else is thinking about. Yeah, everyone just likes getting their A-Rod jokes off. We started the yeah. show, and I do. I mean, I'm Sean wallace his face right now. Yeah. But, you know, their family yeah, has been gonna around. Are you going to do a Yuba different? Yeah, I'm going to do a Yuba different. I, it's already done. There's A-Rod <laughs> jokes to be had. We leave the kids out of it. Baseball! There he is. My goodness. He looks great. Yikes. I'm going to – sorry, I got the you but different done. Sean, Jim's a little distracted. Sean, He's Sean Wallace's face, it's no no problem. It's out there. Replied to Jake's tweet. Let's talk about the uh, NL. Trevor. Trev. Oh, I'm leading off. Okay, let me get my page up, guys. Big guy leading off. Lead off hitter? Do you ever lead off in the show? Not too sure. I don't think so. Okay, we'll You're get on that. too powerful. You're too thick. I'm so thick. So and thick. our dude, Mikey Rotano, who makes all of the intro, outro songs. I, Mikey, I don't know how much people you know. I don't know if you know how much people love the intro, outro for this show. People have, like, asked for the files for, like, ringtones and shit. Which, is that even a thing? Do people, ringtones? Maybe, like, alarms? Dude, ringtones. Whew, used to be. Yeah. Yeah, so he heard that we wanted an extended version or needed one for these recaps, and we have one now, so I'm very excited about it. J- Trevor. Awesome. We have news? Trevor, you 
have one plate appearance in the number one spot in the batting order, but you did not start the game yeah, there. It was pinch a pinch hit. hit. How'd he do? How'd he do? Uh, mm, nothing. Got out. Wasn't a strikeout though. So well, pinch hitting barrel. It could have been a barrel. Pinch hitting's hard, Trev. Thank you. Jim. I'll see if Thank I can you. find the details of the. Appearance. Oh, stop! Just let me lead off, and I will preface this by saying I was traveling yesterday, so if I mess some details up, don't get mad at me. Okay? All right, here we go. This is your NL recap weekend series. Trevor on the mic. There it is. All right, we'll start with the Nats visiting the Dodgers. The Dodgers get their rings in front of everybody, and that game was awesome. They won it 1-0. Walker Buehler tosses the gym, and our guy Justin Turner hits the homer. Dodgers sweep. Uh, Sunday night game was Kershaw versus Scherzer. Six shutout innings, uh, and our guy McKinstry, just a never-ending supply of good players, comes up, drives in all three runs, including a two-run homer. Bad news. Bellinger placed on the 10 uh, IL on Friday. Betts missed the whole series with a lower stiff back, but they don't care because they have players coming out the Yahoo. Mm. Dodgers sweep. Marlins at Mets. They split the series. The Sunday game is suspended. Uh, McNeil hits the game-tying homer in the ninth. Conforto does the freaking stick his elbow off. That's the whole walk-off controversy that we'll have to get into. Uh, another cool thing that happened, Jazz Chisholm took DeGrom deep. Big fly. Love to see that. You don't get to see that too often, so that was cool to see. Like I said, they split. Sunday got suspended. Cubs at Pirates. Pirates took two out of three from the Cubbies. Arietta wins uh, the game, the first game, four to two, and the Pirates take the remaining two games. I don't even really want to talk about that series, to be honest with you. Next, we'll go to the Brewers at the Cardinals. Our Brew Crew wins two out of three. Burns looks nasty, but they lose. Wainwright gets the dub in that game. Arenado breaks the tie, the 1-1 tie with a two-run home run in the eighth. And then Wong, in the same game, gets the standing ovation from the crowd because Yachty is the absolute best at that. Yelich and Shaw exit the game on Sunday for the Brew Crew, so we'll have to check in on that. That is not good for them, but they do take two out of three. Then we'll move on to San Francisco. Rockies coming to town. Rockies leave town. Jake, your rocks. They got swept. Ooh. Cueto looked all funky on the mound. He was doing the shimmy. He was doing all that. Longo was hitting the ball hard like he always done. McMahon does hit a homer. Five home runs on the season. Who cares? They got swept. Mm. Moving on. Big series here. Phillies in Atlanta. The Braves end up taking two out of three. Uh, Morton versus Wheeler in game one. Anderson versus Eflin in game two. Braves win both those games. And then the controversy that we'll get into a little bit later. Phillies win last night due to a faulty call. Alec Baum sliding in. Looks safe. He wasn't safe because you got to touch the base to be safe. People don't remember that too often, but they do. Anyways, Braves took two out of three. And the last NL series of the week was the Reds at Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks take two out of three. Reds bats cool down. Uh, yeah, they cooled down a little bit. They did. Naquin hits his fifth homer in game one. That's all I know about this whole series. I can go down. D-backs take t the second two games to take the series two out of three. I'm exhausted now. Batting leadoff is tough. That's the NL recap. Mm. How about that? Beautiful. Batting leadoff's tough. Batting leadoff's tough. I can't even find you guys. Where are you? There you are. Only what one screen today, Trev, huh? There you are. A lot happened. 
baseball. How about that? That was a lot of baseball. A lot of baseball. Jake's Rockies getting swept from the Giants. I I like hunting out the inner division series. Uh, I think the Brewers taking two or three from the Cardinals is pretty cool. Um, Especially without – well, they had Burns and Hauser go. They didn't have Woodruff go. But those injuries, Yelich and Shaw and Belly, we're seeing a lot – Belly for the Dodgers. We're seeing a lot of guys hit the IL early. Shaw was my guy. I was riding him. Hopefully that doesn't Mm -hmm. come back to bite him. Cubs, Pirates. Pirates win two out of three. Cubbies, what you doing? You know what the Cubbies are doing. Did the Marlins Mets get suspended due to the rain? Yeah, the whole thing was a mess. They uh, started the game. Started the game nine pitches from Stroman. Then they axed it. Come on. Waited two hours. Yeah, Stro put out the tweet, and he's just like, hey, you know, I train my body to get ready like every fifth day, so if you could kindly let me know. Yeah, I mean, Metsy as a Getsy. And it was, uh, they had the fans, they had fans there wait for two hours to officially ax it after the first nine pitches. It was very, it was a mess. It was a mess. That is a mess. Um, it is a mess. And, and Stroh was getting misquoted saying like it was all about him. He was talking about the entire team out there. It's, oh, yeah. Anybody that's playing in the rain is subject to getting hurt. I mean, Lindor was standing, their new guy, Puddles. they just paid a zillion dollars to you. You want him playing in the rain? You don't. You don't. Puddles. And yeah, I and the other thing is, Jim, like you mentioned, interdivision, like these are the Marlins. They're gonna see this team all year. Yeah. Why do that? There's, There's no, no reason, reason to to run that race. My guy Rogers shoved, got tagged in a couple I, of tweets when you oh, he's you just you know, you throw something out there preseason and now that's my guy forever. So I, I, huge. I think the general public knows this, but I'm just gonna put it out there. A lot of the times the only they shouldn't have started that game. What they'll typically do is they just won't tell people that they've canceled the game. They want you to go in. They want you to buy a beer, maybe even a second beer while you're waiting, and then they'll cancel it. But they never, they rarely just cancel it well, like they should. We were victim to that at Yankee Stadium once. We hosted our first ever event, and we had like 90 minutes of all-you-can-eat, all-you-can-drink on the party deck, and they let that 90 minutes lapse and then as soon as the 90 minutes was up, they canceled the game. When we had gotten some texts from people on the other side of the wall being like, yeah, there's the, the players already know this game's not yeah. happening. They just let it happen. So then they said, yeah, well, we'll refund you for the game, but you don't get refunded for the party deck because you had the full party deck time. And we we're like, that's bullshit. It's brutal, and that happens way too often. Literally, when you're in the clubhouse as a player, like, They'll tell you, okay, we're going to meet in 30 minutes. We're going to meet in 45 minutes. You're like, we already know the outcome. You're literally just waiting for people to buy beer. Yeah. Like we know. Sometimes you'll even usher, you'll be ushered out quietly before the fans even know. I don't like when that happens. I'll say that right now. Yankees ticketing ended up hooking it up for us. So they thank, thank you guys. They said, okay. they said, because uh, we know you have a Yankees audience and we're like, well, no, you should hook up everyone that got screwed. Yeah. Flex on them. Oops. I asked him. More news. Trevor, your leadoff appearance. Oh. <clears throat> you were playing for the Tampa Bay Rays at the time. The Texas Rangers were in town. It was the bottom of the 10th inning mm-hmm. on July 21st of that year. Alex Claudio was pitching. You pinch hit for Malik Smith and lined out to left field to end the game. Barrel. I barreled it for sure. 
A line out for sure. Thank you. Thank line you. out to the outfield barrel. Don't bring that eighty. Two thousand seventeen, rough year in my career, but thank you for finding a gem. Don't, BBD. Don't bring that eighty-three mile per hour junk in here, Claudio. I'll be. I'll barrel. I'll it. be back at the trop. I'll be back at the trop in a few days. Probably gonna get a standing O, for the way I handled myself there for <laughs> twenty games. We should. Uh, we should try to get in touch with the Rays PR team and have them like a, <laughs> like nap, a montage like between innings. Guess who's in attendance? It's Trevor Plouffe. Here's oh, here's shit. here's Evan Longoria telling Kevin Cash to not start him over him. <laughs> Never a again. lot of beautiful moments in the trot. Anything my else? My claim to fame is I I stopped Alex Cobb from getting thrown out of a game one time. So that was I was showing my veteran Ooh, leadership there. I love that. That's huge. That hey, is. I mean I've seen John Chaso like go back to the trot and get like Sexy. the announcers were like John Jaso, nice name Sexy right there, Jim. Player. Nice name, ugly style. No. Oh, one of the grossest guys to <laughs> do. Kind of dreads, John Jaso. Yeah. yeah, when he he went and he went on purpose, ugly. He went full pirate. Yeah, yeah. He went full pirate. That happens. He saw a look Shout at Jorge Cantu and was like, Good "I can up that. I want that." Yeah. <laughs> now I'm gonna go look up John Jaso's career numbers because I'm very curious. One twelve OPS plus career. I don't think wow. I don't think he's getting an award. Uh, Tim LoCastro set the record. We're, he did? We're, yeah. Cleats he are going did. to the Hall of Fame. Gave his mom the base. That was very nice. The D-backs are our best friend. They were already in the chat today. And they take two out of three from the Reds, who are hot. The Reds' only win was 10th inning. Um, so, okay. We love the D-backs. How about the NL West doing it? Giants are getting off to a hot start. Johnny Cueto to come out in the ninth inning. Those are some of the sexiest words you can whisper in my ear. Guess the uh, uh, guess these standings of the AL West right now. AL West, NL West. Guess the standings of the NL West right now. Dodgers are eight and two. Padres are seven and three. Giants are six and three. Uh, D-backs four and five. Know. Four and six. Four and six. Rockies. Three and seven. They might go pole to pole. They lost Dodgers? opening day. Who? The Dodgers. No. Well, no. Okay, not pole to pole. From now they till <laughs> from this pole to that. Pole. This pole to yeah. starting today, like uh, Dodgers, Padres, Giants, one, two, three, Diamondbacks, four, Rockies, five. I wouldn't be surprised if no one ever moves the rest of the season. I'll follow it. I love that. I do want to talk about the Cueto Kapler exchange. Cueto, uh, people don't know, was trying to finish the game, goes back out into the ninth, has like 115 pitches or something like that. Cap goes out there, and people are like, oh, he's going to take him out. Cap wasn't going out there to take him out. A couple things he was doing right there. He was going out there. One, he wanted a little bit of ovation for himself, yeah. and two, he wanted the crowd a little bit pump up for Cueto to finish the game. He went out there and said, I'm going to give you this game. You can't have a runner on. You get a runner on, we're done. Because there's only a two-run lead, I believe. Two or three-run lead. Yeah. One out there said, if you get a runner on, you're out. But I'm going to give you this ovation right here for both of us. And he did just that. So just a really savvy move by Cap right there. Because managers sometimes need to get pumped up too. It's bit. an entertainment game. An adrenaline looms large so like there you go going out there making the crowd think he's gonna get pulled and then you make the crowd think that Cueto convinced him yes like that's what the crowd thinks the crowd, like, the crowd always like thinks a that. bunch of dudes nudge the guy next to him like Cueto convinced him he's gonna finish it like yeah <laughs> and he listened to his player yeah that's my manager that's that's trust uh so that's awesome 
He did come out yeah. eventually, right? Like he didn't finish yeah. the game. He, he gave up a hit. He gave up a hit to Story with two outs, I think. Tough matchup. That is good matchup. Kind matching. of a cheap, cheap hit too. But yeah, Cap knew exactly what he was doing, and the crowd will fall for that every single time. Ted Lasso. The Cueto triple hezzy into the changeup was <laughs> art. Go check that out if you haven't seen it. How's he do that? Out of Giants. I don't know. It's like I core made Teddy strength, sit down. Right? I said, Teddy, watch this game. Watch this guy pitch. Like this is this is fun for you, I bet. And so Jimmy, you mentioned Did Teddy the say, uh, I we, wanna go catch a lizard, Dad. We do need <laughs> Teddy's a driller now, dude. He's running it on the team. Um Yeah, he rakes. We need the Giants to fall off enough so that they'll trade Cueto at the deadline. We need Cueto on a contender this year. Well, being third in the division isn't gonna get them much. That's but you know the Giants think they're good. Uh, I always think they're good. Quato's you know on, the on a walk year, right? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Nah, if they're third in the division, they'll still trade him. Buster Posey's still good, by the way. For everyone that thought he wouldn't be good, he's like still really good. Huge update. Huge. Yeah. Trev, I saw you doing a coach's pitch for your team there, the Diamondbacks. Mm-hmm. You know that I won a championship coach's pitch, seven year old baseball. Okay. So the other team's junk. The whole we don't keep score yet because we're still. How old's Teddy? It, this is a five and six year old okay. league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I heard that. Well, when you get to seven other... year olds, just let it known that I won a championship as coaches pitch seven year olds. Dude, I can't wait to like pick like a pitcher that's like eight years old. Like I'm gonna like oh he mm-hmm. tilts his glove this way, guys. It's a curveball. I'm gonna tell all my kids. I can't wait to do that. You just gotta find their swing. I actually, the championship game was at 8 in the morning after sober grad night, senior year of high school. My, I was supposed to leave early, but my girlfriend got hypnotized, so I had to stay for till like 4 a.m. So I pitched the championship game two hours sleep. This is heroic. Um, Livermore Orioles. What the fuck did you just say? Bunch of truth. Well, who hypnotized your girlfriend? A hypnotist at sober grad night. <laughs> she was singing um, Fergie to the whole school. Mm. I was like, this sucks, man. You're not a hypnotist guy. I couldn't leave mid-hypnotist because she'd be like, where's Jimmy? Right. So I had to wait till she got unhypnotized. So do you, like, believe in hypnotists now? I believe in dumb people. And, I mean, if I've tried to get hypnotized, like, three times, and he's like, it's not going to work on you. And I'm like, yeah, because I'm smarter than thinking hypnotism is real. My girlfriend's like, how do I get hypnotized? It's going to be so fun. Well, of course you're going to get hypnotized. You want to be hypnotized. So, yeah. Anyway, just right. like <laughs> pressure's on to win a championship as coach pitch. That's all I was trying to okay. say. Jake, can you tell us you. what's going on in the American League? And can you also tell us about how well-groomed your junk is? Because baseball's back. Dust mm-hmm. off your mitt and cleats this spring. Get ready for first pitch and shave your pubes. With Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. It's the greatest ball hair trimmer ever. Jake was doing a lot of demonstrations on the yeah. live stream yesterday. I don't know. I figure there's a lot of curious kids out there wondering what actually goes on. I was showing, you know, obviously there's an area above mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Winky, but there's some below area too, and you got to tighten that up, especially if you like doing what I like doing in the bedroom. Going down on himself. Just keep stuff tight. That's yeah. where it can really become an issue. So 3.0. The male G-spot's under the balls. And make sure you keep it clean with your lawnmower 3.0. It's simply the best hygiene tool for the modern man. They also have their Perfect Package 3.0, which is the ultimate grooming package for all ball players. Comes with the anti-chafing deodorant, the Crop Preserver, Crop Reviver. 
It's also uh, April's Testicular Cancer Awareness Month, so check your junk. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code TALKIN at manscaped.com. Manscaped.com, code TALKIN. 20% off and free shipping. Jake, what happened in the American League? Will you please let me know? Fellas, the Oakland Athletics, they're dead in the water. Their season's over. They take two out of three from Houston. How about it? Manaya and Montes, the M&M brothers, everyone's calling them. They get a couple dubs, six innings pitch, one earned run from Manaya. Loriano, big two-run homer in game three. Good for the A's. Getting back into the race. Still a bad year so far. Yankees, House of Horrors in Tampa. Trevor's down there to give the guys a pep talk. Yankees lose the first two games. They salvage the last one in 10 innings. Klubot got the Rays treatment and the Yanks treatment. Defense was kind of bad. Archer, second game, he gets pulled because of injury. Not as bad as it looks. That's what he's telling or replying to Trev's tweet. Oh, by the way, Randy Rosarena is back to being the best ever. Holy smokes. The Red Sox. Oh, my God, Bobby Dalbeck. The Red Sox sweep the Orioles. Dalbeck's not playing. I know Trev. No, is J.D. Martinez. Holy smokes, three-homer game. He looks like he's back to form, going oppo taco with ease. Red Sox getting hot. Don't let them get hot. Pavetta has a nice start. Devers is doing it. Go, Sox, go. Cleveland, they take out the broomsticks against the Tigers. Man, this Cleveland team, when they pitch, they make it so hard. Plesak. Savali both go seven. One earned run from Savali. Plesak was three hit shutty in his seven innings. And Allen with a good start in the third game. Fran Mill had a two dinger day. Cleveland. Oh, I wish they'd spend on a lineup. Still had Lindor probably. Trev, your twins. They lose two out of three to the Marineras. Holy smokes. Barrios pitched well in game one. That was the game the twins won. Then the Mariners take the next two. Corey, Corey Seager's brother, Kyle Seager, with a big day. Three-run homer off Colome, his second blown save on the young year. How about the Mariners doing it? White Sox and Royals, they end up splitting because of a rainout on Saturday. Lance Lynn dropped his <laughs> manscaped on the table, if you know what I mean. They won that game 6 nothing. And then the Royals, they win in 10 innings. Minor versus Cease, Adam Eaton. Had a two-run homer before Santana tied it back up. Benintendi bunts in the run in the 10th. How about that baseball? And then your final AL series of the freaking the Halos. They went to Dunedin to play the Blue Jays. They take two out of three. Canning versus Stripling in the first one. That goes to 11. David Fletcher with the big hit in the 11th. Otani show continues that guy is an absolute freak show. Steven Matz, second good start on the young year for Steven Matz. How about it? Sad news, Dexter Fowler out for the season, torn ACL. Hate that, hate that. But we want to end on a high note, and Bo Bichette, hot. Oh. That's, that's the AL. Thank you very much, Jake. A lot going on there. A 
lot of baseball. A lot going, going on. Oh, my God. Where there. did you guys head jump to? A lot. Well, first, Kikuchi, good start by him. Ooh. I'm tracking him. Six innings pitch, two in runs. Nelson Cruz got him with the two-run homer, and that was the only obvious. only markings. And, I mean, that guy hit the most home runs in the entire 2000s, so we're okay with that. He good. We're okay He's with that. He's hitting these line drive home runs that are just gross. Yeah, it's not fair. The Red Sox, they've won six in a row without having, like, good starting pitching, so that's pretty impressive by them. I think Garrett Richards went five innings pitch, two earned runs, and that's the best pitching line from this series against the Orioles. So the Orioles just, they used to be the hitters. I guess they're not anymore. Or they are, but their pitching is still just awful. Good for the good for the Red Sox either way. Uh, it's a nice hot start. If any team... Like, you know, I think we talked about the Red Sox, and it was like, well, if they don't get off to a hot start. And we're still only nine games into the season. But they were a team that was a hot start. A hot April, May can change very much how they handle the rest of the season. Um, Trev, <clears throat> tell them what Chris Rose told we, you on your guys' pregame show there. <laughs> we we talked about that, Jim. You're a big schedule guy. Schedule guy. We know that. Uh, April schedule, very easy. May schedule, very hard. So we're going to see how they are after the the May schedule. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the pitching wasn't... F- they be scoring, Jim. 6.4 runs a game. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, against the Rays, too, and they saw the Rays. They saw Glasnow and, and Yarby. Glasnow had a good game. Yarby didn't. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it ended they're up... They're not for real. Up- I'm going to say... I'm just going to put out there right now. They're not for okay, real. Well, you I'm going to say it. You We're said so it. early in. Oh. You said it, not me. Wow. I said it. The Angels continue to make headlines and, like, just be a fun team to watch. California baseball is kind of doing it right now, besides the ace. But the Giants, yeah. the Giants, the Angels, the Dodgers, the Padres are are carrying California. While the A's, they did win two of their last three, and they did win the series. So, great weekend for California. Always is, Trev. Always is. I left it to come to Florida. Fool's errand. Doesn't make any sense. Well, Gary needed me down here. He said, get to Tampa quick, Travis. I said, I got you, bro. Did a good job with Gary. Well, speaking Thank of you. the Rays, I mean, the trop and the Rays continue to be a nightmare for the Yankees. Um, their Saturday game, we talked about it on Talking Yanks, was like the, the worst game in like recent Yankees memory, like the lowest energy game you could possibly have. It was just a bad time. Uh, the Rays bullied them the first game. The Yankees, thank God. You could see us live and die on the live stream we did yesterday. They fought back a little bit. Rognet O'Dor season and pinstripes looking clean. Looking Looks clean. Good. Looking better. Um, so yeah, it's the Yankees to get I think every Yankee fan and maybe it's it's Yankee fans being uh I don't know, too too brow raised. I don't know. Everyone was ready for the sweep and then they ended up getting a win. So it's like, all right, let's go, let's go to Dunedin and play those Blue Jays and start hitting again. The Rays are gross, man. Did you see what they did, Trev, in some of these games? And and this is a credit to the Rays. I'm not knocking them. They they, they put out like their B effort and just just they just mentally toy with the Yankees so bad. Can I tell you who pitched the game that Jake who pitched game one for them? Or is it game two? Game, game two. But game one like as game well. Game one was the game you're talking about where it was like. Listen to the pitchers. Rich Hill, Hunter Strickland, Chris Mazza. 
Come on, that sounds like a that sounds like a um, independent league. Guys getting back oh. into the game. Ooh. That's a little mean at Rich Hill. That is well, a Rich little Hill's mean. good, but he hasn't played in a while. Um, but like, and, and Chris Mazza, what? two good outings for him. Yeah. And, and then, just, then they I don't know, Jim. I don't know what it ran is. Maz out there with a four-run lead. And they're playing, like, they had a guy make his debut at third. Or I don't know if his debut. Like, the Yanks, what we're saying, the Yanks didn't see Glass now. They didn't see Yarbrough. Yeah. They only saw- That's the scariest thing for you guys. Yes. The, the Rays are basically like, we, yes. well, let's put out our C-plus lineup and, and just fuck with their heads for a while. And it works. They're so in Yankees' heads. It's crazy. So, I t- we did that on the, Rose and I were on the IG Live. He asked me if the Red Sox rivalry is being usurped by the Rays Yanks. And I said, I think that Yankees Twitter is more scared of the Rays because it's the whole devil you know thing. Like, they know who the Red Sox are, like what kind of team they are. They almost are similar run franchises, if you will. But the Rays have this sneaky little weird you know, instances that happen throughout the game. They put weird players in. They match up differently. And it's like... It's just the unexpected, and they they run it out there all the time, and they've been they've been a nemesis for you guys. Yeah, been a nemesis. Well, definitely, those games matter more. Like, but like if it's like a Wednesday night baseball or Sunday night baseball against the Red Sox, there's still that kind of like innate feeling of like, oh, this is yeah, this is fuck them, blah blah. The Rays, yeah, I'd almost rather like sleep during the game and like listen to it the way I listen to a golf <laughs> broadcast if they're in the trap. It's just they just. Bore you and confuse you to death, where you're like, "What's happening? What yeah. kind of whirlwind it's, is this?" It's like when a big, a huge, like heavyweight fighter has to fight like somebody that's not in his weight class, but like this guy's like quicker than him and smarter. Does, yeah, it's, it's nuts. Yeah, just like different stuff. It's a, it's, it's fun to watch those games because they are. I mean, the organizations aren't so different now, like player development wise, but like in people's minds, Yankees, Rays, there couldn't be a two drastically different teams the rays you're you're also facing the trop and you know you're not I, facing the trop when, stop no, with that no What's trevor the trop? you know oh, you are. people the trop, hate dude. going to the trop the, it's, the it's yankees baseball. trevor we're telling this is us telling you something this is an opinion the yankees tell me hate tell me what. going to the trop they're scared that Who? everyone is going to get hurt Trevor, literally there's articles from last year that the Yankees don't know what shoes to wear <laughs> when they play at Tropicana Field 20 years later. Yeah, it's, it's pretty It's an weird. absolute I'm, house that's, of horrors that's a, for that, them. That sounds so, I'm sorry. It's pathetic. I get we, it. It might be, the, it might be what's happening. It sounds so stupid to me. Oh, we're a thousand percent in agreement. They won't play guys three, ta- three days in a row on the turf. Like it. It's like uh, whatever the Rays and the. Tri- what about fucking Toronto? They don't. What about that? Same thing. The Eden baby. No, they did. They, I'm saying, no, yes, are they scared yes, of yes, going to Toronto yeah, too? Yes, they would not play guys three days in a row in Toronto as well. But Toronto's had crap pitching for the past oh. six years, so the Yankees like going there. Where the Rays? What a weird look. The Trop is whatever, man. It's not that bad. Uh, it's a boring atmosphere to watch a game, but it's also because the Yankees just get beat all the time down there. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Anyway, why, why, I was trying to say the Rays are good, and they didn't even play their best guys. They just are good at yeah, trying funny. to find ways to win. Like Mazza coming in in four runs, you're like, what the fuck is this? And then he just shuts them down. You're like, oh, my God. Um, Astros lose two of three to the A's. It's kind of good for balance in that division because it would have been really sad. Well, and that's – I. I 
Didn't watch a lot of this series. Astros won the first game, so I mean, A's had to be tight butthole. I mean, you've got two games coming out that I mean, if you lose them, that's kind of it. So good for the A's to bounce back, and it. I think it is a good reminder for everyone that like it is so early in this early. in this marathon of a season. Uh, Bob Melvin giving the impact speeches. Um, and yeah, I mean the the only th- other thing I had in the ale was oh I I mentioned it in there. I mean, just like excitement and frustration for the Cleveland Indians. I mean, you know, Plesac and Savali go out and just drop dick those first two games, and Allen even game three, and they sweep the series. And it's like I can't. I wish I could be excited about that team, but they're what, owners, yeah, what are they? They're rudderless. They're, we don't know where they're their going. Ownership has just sucked the life out of it. They they're not selling out, and they're at like thirteen, they're at like twenty percent or whatever. They're, I think like uh, maximum capacity is thirteen thousand, and they're they're like the only team that's not selling out even with that. Good. Why would you? It's cold, and teams not trying to win. Yeah. What's going on with your twins? It's the only team we kind of didn't talk about real quick. I mean, it's just a t- I mean tough series. The the Mariners came out and banged. Mm. You went toe to toe with them, basically, right? Mm. Buxton's still freaking going strong, like looking like an MVP guy. I think he's leading the, yeah. the AL in OPS. Gross. Playing a platinum glove center field. I mean, it's been a lot. It's been fun to watch. They did go in, they did like tie his maturation in the second game. They went into extras. Yeah. I mean, second game goes into extras. And then, I mean, Colome, second blown save, three run, three run yacker. That's a. Uh... Turn it around quick. I told you guys, it's very tough with him. And Morocco came out to the game. He said, you know, he's still our guy. We're going to get him back out there. That's that's just code for I'm not going to blow my player up in the media, but he'll probably pitch when they're up four runs in the seventh inning next time to get his legs back underneath them and some confidence back up. I don't think he'll be closing uh, the next time there's a close uh, save situation. He's going to have to have an outing or two in a less, uh, what's that called? Lower leverage. Low leverage. Thank you, Jake. Problem. Um, Daddy. Couple of those, then maybe he can work his way back up. But Swin's territory has got to know that's just the way he operates. Like there's, he, his track record is excellent, but it's a it's a rough road to get to that endpoint with him. Single, single home run to start. Ain't that it? The nine. Welcome to the game. Caballo, <laughs> my guy. <laughs> 22.1 innings pitch, or this is last year, 22.1 innings pitch, two earned runs, three three runs total all of last year. He, That's he's crazy. now 5.1 innings, uh, four earned runs, seven runs total this this young season. So It's early, it's early guys. It's, it's so early. early. I know I keep saying we're like two weeks in, but we're not even. Not even. A full two weeks in. Mm. Well, there's one interleague series. You guys want to hear about it? Ooh, need it. Go, Jim. Go, Jim. Something big happened, I think. Here we go. The Padres went to Texas to take on the Rangers, and in game one, Joe Musgrove tosses a no-hitter as the Padres win 3-0, 10 strikeouts. The one base runner was a hit by pitch. Joey Gallo drilled him right in the thigh in, like, the fourth inning, hung on. Catcher Caratini has now caught back-to-back no-hitters. He got Alec Mills last year, Joe Musgrove this year. Pretty cool by him. 
In game two, Paddock gets blowed up a little bit. Not a good outing by him, but the Padres hold on to win 7-4. They hit a lot of home runs. Grisham hits a homer, his first of the season. Kim hits his first home run of his MLB career. I believe Hosmer hit his third of the season. In game two, the young gun Morahone leaves very early with left elbow forearm strain. The bullpen comes in and pitches 8.1 shutout innings, and Grisham homers again. But that's scary little injury update for the Padres as they sweep the Rangers. They've kind of just been going at the Rangers hard ever since the Woodward 3-0 Grand Slam controversy. So that's that. Padres sweep. Joe Musgrove. Joe Musgrove. Pretty cool. Was a guest. Do you think on- Chris Woodward is really re- regrets like being mad at Fernando Tatis Jr.? Uh, no, I don't think it has as much to do with it. Besides the Rangers being a poor, poor team right now. That's true. But yeah, I Just think you know, run franchise. The joke gets to be made, and maybe he's like, Meh, I wish I didn't. I wish I didn't give him ammo for that joke. God, right? I know. I like. He's a good guy. I don't know why we talk so much crap about him. It's not his fault. The front office is. Brutal. Rangers shut out twice in this series in Arlington. Woof. Nothing. Can I segue? I think so. I think we've got one. Are, are the, have the Padres won seven games now? Seven and three. And the, but the seven don't come in a row? Tatis is coming back, by the way. That's what they're saying. Fernando... No, no, not in the season, Jake. Against the, the Padres, against the Rangers, I think it's ah. seven straight losses. Yeah. Since the Grand Slam, Ouch. seven straight losses. Joe Musgrove with the no-no. He might be a standout performance. I'm not sure, but we may be able to get there. Um, injuries hurting the Padres. Uh, Morhone leaving early, that kind of sucks. And the other thing I wanted to say about the Rangers is Fulton Fulty for the Rangers. He went seven innings, um, one earned run, and that's really good to see, you know, everything he went through last year um, with getting DFA'd kind of out of nowhere and and, out of nowhere. and losing a lot of miles per hour, and he kind of just looked really skin and skinny, and, and, and there was a lot of things being said about that. So it's – and I think, you know, the playoff loss before 2020. So good to see Fulty have a, a, a really strong start, and hopefully he has a lot more for the Rangers. I like that, Jim. That's nice. Pump that gas a little bit. That's nice. All right. Before we get into the single awards, Trev, and you get to give your standout, I got to tell everyone about DraftKings. If you do fantasy sports, if you do daily fantasy betting, well, all of these next segments are for you because we're going to do standout. We're going to do slump watch. We're going to do on fire. And that's exactly what you need to know to make your picks. So if you're doing DraftKings fantasy sports, you can use that. Or if you want to make some bets, have some fun, do some prop bets. At the Sportsbook, you can use this following information as well. They also have a promo going on right now where you can turn $1 into $100 in free bets if the basketball team of your choosing hits a three-pointer. So that seems easy. That's code JOMBOY to turn $1 into $100 in free bets for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Mm. All right. 
Time for standout performances. Standout performance. Trev, I'll let you go first. Lead off. Wait, I need to get my sheet. One second. Okay. I have some okay. stuff I wrote down. One second. Let me, don't, I got it. He's got his sheet. He's Where looking at Pluful round first. It looks like he's going to take second. The outfield, it looks like the outfielder's bobble, bobbles it and Pluf's going for third. Pluf's got it. There. Here's the play at third. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. It gets away from the third baseman. Pluf's going for home plate. Here's the throw. Stop right there. I got to know right now. I don't know if Jake knows it, but he was doing Paradise by the Dashboard Light by Meatloaf. That's like the exact Phil Rizzuto call. And then it goes into the song. Some of it. It was similar. It was my own call for Trevor. Trevor! Who's your guy? That's over my head. I'm going to talk about Joe Musgrove. Thank you. I think it's, a, it's an easy one, but we got to talk about it because there's some cool what things going on What did he do to deserve this? Obviously, he throws the no-no. It's the first one in San Diego Padres history. Yes, he's from San Diego. That makes That makes it really cool. But let's talk about how this came mm-hmm. about. Starts his career in Houston, goes to Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh in 2019, he decides he wants to change the arm up a little bit. Just in a bullpen, kind of does it on himself. I'm going to call it the Lucas Giolito effect. Mm. Instead of having that long downward swing of his arm, a lot of the guys now are taking it back and going real short with it. Well, short arm action, bringing it up, getting on top of the ball a little bit better. Did that in 2019 in the bullpen. And then 2020 was back and forth for him. He was okay. Had a little bit of an injury bug going on. But then at the end of 2020, his last three starts, he had 29 Ks and three walks. It's really good. Mm -hmm. It's really good for him. Padres sees something, goes over to the Padres, keeps that arm angle, keeps everything going on. Obviously, nine innings pitched. And no hits. That's really good. On the year, 15 innings pitched, zero runs, only three hits, 18 Ks, zero walks. Like this guy is on fire, made a mechanical adjustment. And like I said today with with Rosie, this is one of those things like a guy finds something and it's like a light bulb just clicks, turns on. We could be talking about Joe Musgrove, you know, being a guy, guy. He's 28 years old. He's got five, six years left in the tank. And when you find a mechanical adjustment that works for you and you're getting these type of results, I I can't wait to see what his line ends up at the end of the year. I hope that he just goes out and shoves and is, is talked about, you know, possibly being a Cy Young candidate at the end of the year because, he had some years. He's pretty good, but then he finds that one thing that works for him. I love those stories, man. I love when guys find something that works, and boom. Not only does he have good starts, he gets rewarded with a no-hitter for his hometown team, the first one. They're the last team. They're the last team to they did not have a no-hitter. Last team to do that. Boom. Gets it. It's just a cool like story all around for him, and then I love the mechanical part of it. So I had to shout that out. Uh, go Joe Musgrove, man. Also, add uh, awesome interview on the Chris Rose rotation. Go check it out. It's crazy how many pitches he throws, and it was cool in his post game to say that's why I think Caratini came over with Darvish because yep. um, he's Darvish's personal catcher was able to guide me through that. There's six different pitches in the first inning. That's so new school baseball. <laughs> like six different. I didn't even know Joe Musgrove had six different pitches. 
A lot of shapes, man. A lot of shapes and velos you got to worry about, and he's been able to control them. That's the thing. You can throw 10 pitches, but you can't control them and throw them for strikes. You just start eliminating, eliminating, but he's been able to throw them for strikes. And like I said, this year, 15 innings pitch, zero runs, 18 Ks, no walks. I am uh, speaking in parentheses here. Ooh. I hope uh, I hope he doesn't go like deep into the next game because that's like I think thirty percent more pitches or innings he's ever thrown. Like he said, he's never gone that deep into a game. He's never thrown that many pitches. They had the bullpen warming in the seventh inning in case he gave up a hit to get him out of there because that's where the pitch count they wanted it at, and he ended up pitching the seventh, eighth, and ninth. So you know, I hope that. He's, He'll have a quick. Chase yeah. has got him. Don't worry about that. I'm I'm more worried about. Dang, let's go. Zero point two. How's your whip? Zero point two. Oh my god. I don't think I've seen that over fifteen innings. That's disgusting. Uh, good for him, man. Everyone talks Snell. Everyone talk Darvish. I uh, I'm I'm officially giving myself a new rule. Uh, the Musgrove Bundy rule. If you come from a shit organization, I will hold all opinions on you. Because a lot of Yankee fans were so Musgrove became like a talking line this off season, and he was good and everything liked him in the sixty game season. But before that, it was kind of eh. But Trev, like you're talking about adjustments and changes, and man, I mean it's it's becoming clearer and clearer some of the organizations that if you're there, you are fighting with one or two arms tied behind your back. So. Uh, good for good for Big Joe. That's a big boy. He did make this adjustment in the Pirates organization, though. You have to remember that. Okay. Kind of on his own, they were talking about. <laughs> Rosenthal had a nice little. Well, shout out Rosenthal because, uh, you know, we got a little mad at him with the whole Bauer thing. But he had a nice little article today, kind of back doing background on Musgrove, and um, he was talking about that. All right. Well, what was Joe Musgrove's ERA? Zero on the season. Zeros. There's a guy that's my standout that matches him mm. Ooh. in ERA on the season. 0. 0.00. Mm. Lance Lynn. Yes. I know you're supposed to go next, Jake, but the segue was perfect. You're good. Complete game shutout on Thursday. I I want to talk about Lynn so much that I was going to do it on Friday's episode. I got reminded that was the weekend series, so I had to push it. So it feels old now, but I don't care. Guess he threw 111 pitches, Lance Lynn, threw 111 pitches in his complete game shutout against the Royals. Guess how many of those 111 pitches were not a fastball or a variation of a fastball? Honest guesses from the panel. Jake, Trev? I know what it is. I know I already know what it is, ten. but I'll let Jake Jake go. guessing 10. Trev says he knows. BBD, I'll, I'll let you guess. I have a feeling it's zero. It's not it's, zero. It's somewhere in between zero yeah. and 10. Trev? Yeah, I think it was eight. It was like seven or eight. Three. Oh. Three of. Oh, was it 108 out of 111? 108 out of 111 pitches in his complete game shutout were a variation of a fastball. That's crazy. He threw two curveballs and one changeup. He struck out the side in the first, decided that sucks. I can't pitch as long if I strike everyone out. So in the second inning, he just pounded the zone and gave up three fly balls. One, two, three, strikeouts, second innings, one, two, three, fly balls. He gives up a couple hits. I think he gave up back-to-back singles at one point, got out of it. I mean, this dude is nuts. And the what that can do for a pitching staff and for the yes. bullpen, 
Like, yet yeah. alone how awesome it is that they get the win there and how badass it is that Lance Lynn is able to do this with fastballs. But what that can do for the entire outlook of the White Sox team, it affects every bullpen pitcher. It affects all the other starters. It's amazing. And that's why this shouldn't die in baseball. And they should let guys and teach guys You're to right. go this long because, I mean, it's just crazy. It's so cool. Lance Lynn, uh, if I ever get the chance to give him standout, he deserves it. He was one of the top three from this weekend series. I will give it to him. It's just nuts. And his fastball, you know, you got to paint the picture. It's not just a straight heater coming at you. I don't, I don't, does he know like what the ball's going to do when it leaves his hand? Cause it seems to me like, and I'm sure he does, but how are you supposed to figure it out? They're all coming out of the exact same arm slot. They're all about the same miles per hour, probably what, like 92 to 96. And then one just turns one way. The other one turns the other way. The other one rises. The other one sinks. It's, I think he knows exactly. It's a weird it's, like it, pinpoint control. It's a strange thing, dude, watching him pitch. It's it's fun. It's a lot of fun watching him. It's art, man. And hey, if you're one of those young guys on the White Sox, if you're Crochet, if you're Kopech, who had a really nice outing over the weekend, man, I would stick like glue to that guy. Cause look what he's doing. Like people there's probably nerds that hate Lance Lynn. No. Yes, dude. The fact that he who does nerds that say, "Well, he, you need to throw breaking pitches." Well, he doesn't. He doesn't, man. Because guess what? Location, <laughs> like we're saying, if you, if you can put it wherever, you kind of you don't need other stuff. If you've got the deception, what you're talking about, um, you know, if it all looks the same out of the hands, it, hitters are really smart and pick up on stuff. It's very impressive when you do that, Trev, and I love you, and I think you're beautiful, and I hope you get a nice buzz today and you and Olivia explore the space together. But Lance Lynn's fastball school, man. Fastball farm. Fastball farm on a school in a farm. It's a beautiful thing, man, and he's a beautiful guy. Yeah. He's my standout. Jake, who's your standout performance? Trev, what were you going to say? I was gonna say, little known fact. I think Lance called in on a landline to do an interview with yeah, us. Yeah, and I, yeah. I mean, I don't know true? what where he was, <laughs> but I have him in the middle of a field on a farm. He was on the fastball farm. Yeah, I know where he was. It, it's very close to that. Well, yes. Well, I mean, but he could have been like in his living room. I have him walking yeah. in a field in the farm. We know where. Yeah, like if you were to, but he has like a just, were, he just has a landline in the I farm have somewhere. It's not a cell phone. I have him murdering turkeys with fastballs. He has since Bo Jackson. Oh, wow. I watched the 30 for 30 on Bo on the way here. He got known in his town because he was he threw rocks so hard he killed a bunch of boars. Nobody nobody talks about that. Not enough, but we do here. It's a strange thing for Bo, but that happens. Speaking of killing boars, my standout performance this week, a guy who's racked up one war in this early baseball season, J.D. Martinez with... Your Boston Red Sox. He has the three homer day. I mean, I'll give you a slash line for the year so far 472 batting average, a 500 on base, a 1.083 slugging. Wow. A 1.5 OPS. JD Martinez has been one of the best hitters in baseball 
for the past few years, minus last year, 60 games where they had uh, the ghost of Ron Renneke managing the team, and he didn't have his iPad. I believe he's a big iPad guy. Um, And, man, so, you know, the Red Sox, and what are they going to do this year? And they got an easy slate early, and they they got a, you know, Yankees-Braves tougher slate coming up later in the season. J.D. Martinez, when he's right, is one of the best hitters in the sport, a guy that if he could, (laughs) you know, we've become such – War people in baseball And you know Defense was never his 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 bag I mean if he could do it A little bit on defense This is a guy that When he hits right He would be in the MVP conversation 2018 He hit 330 Over the course of a season uh, 1.031 OPS From From 2017 Through 2019 He had a 1. OPS This guy is one of the best hitters in baseball When he's right He changes the whole dynamic Of the Red Sox lineup When he's in the zone He's currently leading baseball in hits, doubles, homers And RBIs How's your burger? And man, if him, Devers, Bogarts uh, Verdugo When those four are right at top of the lineup That's a tough day at the office for any pitcher That's how a team identity starts to form And if they can Jim, we did this with one of the Yankees teams I forget what year it was If this team can have a couple big months And it looks like they, they could potentially have a big April mm-hmm. And then if you stay 500 in the other months You stay away from that bad month That's how you make the playoffs in baseball What Yankees team was it? Was it the a lot, a lot. Two good months. If you two good months in a season, you can go two good months and and then four or five hundred months. You make the playoffs. You, there's a lot of history of teams riding off two good months. You just can't have a bad month. But Trevor, you're saying pump the brakes. What you're saying? You got a hand up? How's a pump the brakes? Pump the brakes signal for you? Wow, you hate the Red Sox. I just look. I mean, it's it's April twelfth. Sure. You yeah. know, and like I want to see him. I want to see him get through two months. I don't really care about expected numbers, but he's outperforming his expected numbers by a lot. I didn't. JD, I'm not talking about JD. JD is going to JD. He is a guy. Guy. I'm talking the Red Sox overall. I just want everyone to just you know temper the expectations a little bit. They just it's it's April twelfth. That's not me being mean. They've hit the crap out of the ball. They haven't pitched that well, like Jim alluded to earlier. It's just really early on. You know, I don't think they're going to be there at the end of the year. But I hope they prove me wrong. I mean, that'd be an interesting story. Be bad for your Yanks. That means something happened. Stay in it. But. Stay in it till Sale gets back. That's got to be the Red Sox mindset. Yeah, but what's Sale? I mean, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Gonna pitch every fifth. Day. I mean, everything you said about Lance Lynn. Yeah. I mean, Sale's gonna help Sale him can, for sure. If yeah. Sale can look like Chris Sale and get a big start every five days and goes make back the bullpen to, that much better, like goes back to guys coming back from and Tommy team John. mindset. Like, if you're in it and now Sale's back, like your pitching just got that much better. Evaldi's been good. Erod's gonna f- try to still figuring it out from missing last year. Like Tommy John for Sale, right? Uh yes, but um. He's on a, a better timeline at least than like Sevy and a couple of the other guys. JD Martinez. Great JD outing. Martinez. Great outing by him. And it's funny, man. I mean, you know, he looked so dead last year. I mean, if you combine, he played 54 games last year. If you combine him with the eight this year, <laughs> he has a OPS in the eights. 
which, you know, it's it's a funny thing. A, we're still so early in this season, and we do, like, last year was so bizarre. Pete Alonso is my biggest example. Bizarre. The last two days of the season, Pete Alonso bumped his OPS from, like, 670 to 805, and it goes from awful to good, and it was two games. That's how small last year's sample size is, and how small to this year's so far is even tinier, obviously. Baseball, baby. All right, let's move on. We got Swamp Watch. My least favorite part of the show right here. BBD, mm-hmm. can you let us know how the people performed? The guy's still left on the list. Kesson Hura. This week, this series went two for five with a homer, three RBIs. That's pretty good. good. Job. What? How many games did he play? Two, I'm Got guessing. A, yeah, I would guess five? two. And then maybe there's a walk in there. And he yeah. was one for twenty three before that, so working towards it. I'll take, I'll take it's two games. Not get him out of here for yeah, now. Sure. If he shows up again, like we'll remember. Okay, he's off. He like, can get back on quick. Get off. Get he's out off. of here. Get out good, of here. Good, Keston. good two Golf games. Clap. Good two games. Good two games by Keston. Don't come back. Jock Peterson, two for eight, an RBI and three Ks since we last spoke about him. He's got a hit in his last four games, um, which doesn't mean much, but at least he's been part of every game. Tributing. And he's that that would leave him with a 250, 250 across the board because I think they're all singles. Um, I don't know. If we take Kesson off, we have to take I think Jock we take off. him out. That's That's four game so. hit streak. You hope he gets a, uh, you know, uh, next uh, a, a hit and a walk or two. Reaches twice in the game soon, because you know one for four every day isn't winning, isn't good, good baseball, Trev. It's true. He's off for now. I'm taking it's him like, off. You take everyone off. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of the perfect. I comparison. do take everyone. <laughs> it's like a parent dropping off a pair of kids and being like, "Now I'm dropping you kids off at the bowling alley. Don't try to sneak into that bar again." And the parents are going to do a lap, and you better be in that goddamn bowling alley and not the bar for him and Keston. I thought I wasn't going to like that analogy, but then I liked it. Yeah. Like, we're close watch. Trust me, baby. Come How on. How old are these kids? 15. Yes. And they're letting just the fucking bowling alley just letting him in the bar? Bowling alley in my town, Livermore, shout out, seven-year-old uh, champions, Orioles, had a bar in the bowling alley. And but the the bar would let fifteen year olds go drink. You get some beers if you wanted. Bartending if you, if you, at a bowling. Yeah, alley? you think a bartender? Fuck are you, God? <laughs> let the kids drink. <laughs> you know my father. Well, you know my you God. Know my God. Who else we got? BBD. One of the, probably the most interesting debate we could oh. have here. Ozzy Albies mm. on the weekend goes three for fourteen. All three hits go for extra bases. A homer, two doubles, three RBIs. Only struck out twice. He's off. Yeah. I don't know. <sighs> I think yeah, when you off. look at the rest of the guys Keston remaining. Off, we take Jock off. We take Ozzy off. He's better than Jock and Keston. I mean, he had 11 more at-bats than Keston. Yeah, being benched doesn't get you off slump watch. I He can, he's, he's off. He's with six. her and Peterson at the... At the bowling alley bar. All, Maybe, all actually, hits, you know what? Extra base Let's hits. keep all those guys three on. RB, all those guys Three on. RBIs in three games. Um, I don't know. I'd take him off. Uh, he contributed. It's a, 
This is the slippery slope thing, dude. If we take Keston off, we got to take Jock off. And if we take Jock off, we got to take They're all in purgatory. Any of those guys need to be on or off, so we got to leave them on. All right, they're on. Okay, okay. And then given the rest of what Sorry, the rest I, is I want to be, take guys off. Okay, you might, you might wish you took them off. Mm. Ratty Telez, 0 for 5, 2Ks. Geeks. On. Aaron Hicks on wait, the wait, wait, wait. There is a, a way to get off on the other end. I That's mean, true. Rowdy Telez is 0 for 21. How long? much longer are we going to track this? He one more series away from being off forever and yeah. don't care about it. It's not anymore. there, but... We're going to be watching him with the Yanks anyway, so let's see what Rowdy's about. All right. We'll watch. Jake loves Rowdy. Rowdy. He's due for a day off. Is he starting every game? Comeback season. No, no, no. I think he got a day this weekend, it appears, because he only got five at-bats. Yeah, he's defensive replacing or something. Aaron Hicks against the Rays, two for 11. One of the two is a homer. Hicks is on. Two RBIs, a walk, two Ks. He's on. He's He's on. on. And Freed and Bumgarner haven't pitched again. On. So they still got to stay. Okay. All right. Are we at? How many people are we adding? Sheesh. Jeez. We'll see, we can, I don't like this. Wait. All these guys. We kept everyone. Uh, Ozzy Peterson and Hura should be in a purgatory. Yeah. We don't have that though, so they're on. Right, we can do whatever we want. Baby. This is okay. We make the rules. That's true. That's true. You're right. So, what are the series stats for? Who's coming on? This is tough because we don't have the series stats, which is the whole thing. You want a tighter run now that we're more. This than is a the week last. The this is the last one with the full season stats. That's okay. It's been three series. Matt Chapman's four for thirty four on the season. Trev. Miguel Sano three for thirty three on. on the season. Trev. He's on. Your didn't guys. didn't Sano do some? He beat out an infield single. It's pretty good for him. It's almost like a home run. Yeah, big fella. Same effect. Every single one of these guys you're mentioning, people in my mentions tell me to fix them. So, I mean, so if you're, you're getting you're asked affirming. to fix, yeah, I'd fix Chapman right away because I, that's my guy. Guy, we'll fix him then. But okay. you know, I'll I'll take look. It's if someone needs fixing, I can help. All right, Michael Conforto's three for twenty one. His biggest contribution to the year is leaning into oh a pitch. Boy. Told him, keep your eyes open. Start getting hits. Over with the cards, Paul DeYoung, three for mm. thirty-one. Not having the best time. Two homers though. So, the office team has him going in the homer draft today. Add, add. Tommy Pham's four for thirty-three. And Marco Gonzalez through two starts, just not a lot of good. Ten point one innings, two earned, mm. seventeen hits. Pham stands out. Padres swept. He played all three games. He's probably one of the only Padres walking out of that stadium. Personally, like, I didn't do much. He went 0 for 10 mm. in 12 at-bats. Grounded in the two double plays. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good one. They're all good. Those are some big names. Struggling. Gonzalez was an opening day starter. Yeah. It's been good. Got a, we got a lot of slump wash. I don't like it, but you deserve it. You deserve it. Just watching, Trev. It's going to be a lot of house cleaning. This Friday, yeah, there's a lot of so names. Going to be a lot of house cleaning. Going to be guys Friday. coming off for different reasons. A lot of house cleaning. All right, let's get to the positivity, mm. which Trev likes so much. Let's move it on to dirt nasties on fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. Trev, you let off. So who is mm. uh, on fire right now? 
Well, Jim, and go down the line right here. Byron Buxton, 13 for 27, leading the league in a lot of different categories. His swing looks incredible. Five homers, nine RBIs, um, and that is in eight games played. Rafael Devers, six for 13, four homers, nine RBIs. That's the last three games. That's really nice. Ronald Acuna has really turned it on in his last six games, 14 for 24, four homers, eight RBIs, and two stolen bags. We're always on the 40-40 watch with Acuna Jr. Fran Mill hit a few uh, homers uh, in the series, six for 11, three homers, five RBIs, and just big, big boy homers. I love watching that guy hit. And my guy, ooh, Esky. For Jim's Diamondbacks, Eduardo Escobar in the last four games, seven for 18, four homers, eight RBIs, two walks to three strikeouts. Love that. Then obviously we know about Joe Musgrove. I already told you his starts and two starts this year, 15 innings pitched, 18 Ks, zero walks. Jacob DeGrom gives up the one earned run in his two starts. That's a Jazz Chisholm homer. He's 0-1 despite having 14 innings pitched, only one earned run, and 21 Ks to two walks. (laughs) And he's 0-1. Got to love that. And then Descofini in two starts this year, 1-0, 11 innings pitched, only one earned run. He has given up 10 hits, though, four walks, 12 kids. I think I don't like him being on this. Oh. Now that I'm reading it all out loud. You- 10 hits is a lot. <laughs> hey. 10 hits, four walks. He's got over a one whip. Don't like it. Runs is what matter, Trev. Uh, to the simple baseball fan, but we are not that. They've here. they've won both games. He started. He went five innings pitched. Would you rather have Jacob Degrom? Well, obviously. Okay, he can be on. I want everyone to be having a good time. But I just read that stat and I saw the ten hits. Kind of threw me through a loop there. But um, those are the Infuego guys, man. There, there's some, there's some big names on there. I like that. I like Buxton coming out hot. I like Acuna getting super hot. I want a forty forty season out of him. He was so close in two thousand nineteen. Ended up three bags short, which is stupid. Like, just steal until you get it, man. <laughs> How many people have gotten 40-40? Is it three people? Mm. It's Conseco. It's Soriano did it, right? Or did he come up short? Soriano did it, yeah. And then one other person. I think that's it. Is it A-Rod? Barry Bonds, Soriano, A-Rod, Conseco. Four people, so he'd be the fifth. Yeah, you're right. Whoever the Braves' like record monitor is should have been in his ear. Got to go. He had, you know, so I remember that season. He had 37 with like a week to go and didn't get one. Didn't get him at the Trev, end. Trev, did the Twins have a milestone guy? Does every team have a milestone guy? Like, hey, you're, yeah, you're, you're five you, hits away from 200, or, or hey, do they tell you before? Do they tell you after? How does it work? I don't think they really tell you too much unless it's a really meaningful one. You're going to have to like do some press for it. But the, those packets that I always talk about we should get for this, they have all the milestones, like crazy stuff. Like I don't know who does it for all of MLB, but they have like weird ones, like your 25th game and like all that stuff. So That's cool. Shout out to yeah, 40, 40, shout though. out to Eddie Escobar, your guy, Trev. Uh, love him. Electric to play. Home runs in four straight games now. And by the way, and this is something we'll watch out for uh, next episode when we clean up the, uh, the slump watch, Eddie Escobar, I believe, was on one of the original slump watches. He started this season, the first five games, one for 21, an 048 batting average. Since then, he's gone absolutely beast mode. Trev, back in the day, we used to call it shame to flame 
when you were Ooh. yeah slump watched uh, slump Fuego, watched yeah. to in fuego so i think eddie escobar gets our first unofficial shame to flame and hey we left enough suckers on there hopefully one of those guys makes us feel good and we get another shame to yeah, flame yeah i got ozzy got the got the extra base hits a little shame to flame action how many flames to shame are we going to do this year though we don't talk about that okay don't i like talk that about that my friend all right Awards! Trev, once again, you're batting leadoff. First award, who you got? Oh. Oh! Uh, never mind. Yeah, Not interested. Trevor there has left the program. Grabbing another beer sandwich. Uh, oh, oh, I hear him. Sorry, guys. I went to do my fancy, like, click on my mouse, like, to get onto the other page and just X you guys out. Just straight close. Okay. Got my hold on one sec. I didn't know I was going first. My award is the taste yourself yeah. award. I'm gonna taste myself because I want to talk a little bit about Gary. Oh, okay. Sanchez. I was uh in all tr- for transparency reasons, I was gonna give BBD a tasty award because I thought the Phillies infield was so good this year but it turns out that he is manipulating the media market and making you think they're really good when in all actuality it's reese and rio muto have been good and dd's been okay and then gene and alec bomb have been really bad so that award it's every night it's someone different helping out not a lot though not enough for an award and one of them's involved not a lot not enough for an award, so I'm giving the Taste Yourself Award to myself. Uh, as Gary's personal hitting coach, he's came out like gangbusters. And what I really like is, I'll read the stats real quick. I mean, he is 296. He's got over a 400 on base percentage, 406. He's slugging 556 for a 962 total. Um, he's been objectively the Yankees' best hitter. And what I like, though, is is the K to strikeout ratio. He's got four walks to five strikeouts. That was obviously the Achilles heel with him is the strikeouts. I mean, if you look at some of the past years in 2019, the last full year, 40 walks to 125 strikeouts, that one to three ratio, not going to get it done. If you can get around the one to one, that's a phenomenal one to two is about average. So he's doing that right now. And every single time I watch him at the plate, he looks comfortable there. He's taking good pitches. He took a really, he had um, a walk yesterday in the game we took two really close pitches, and that's the sign of someone being locked in. So pat on my back right here for telling him to get started on time. He's been he's been really good. He's been really good. It's been fun to watch. I hope he can keep it up. He also had a video of him doing catching drills. I know he hasn't looked great defensively. I know that. Jimmy actually is his defensive coach. Uh, we found that out, actually. So blame all of that on Jim. But he's he is working hard. Yeah, he's he's made some errors. He's had three errors already. That's not what you want. Well, one, errors is bullshit. One of them was a running catch on the. Oh, on the that was one of them. You're right. That was bad. That's ridiculous. Catcher's he was interference. He was and then the and then the second one was catcher's interference, which shrug. Yeah, I think that's a catch. Was and then the uh, the other one is the most legitimate of them, but I think he threw it over the first baseman's head, right? Bounced it. Yeah. None of them have been blocking, which is the yeah. which is the good thing because that's his worst area. They've all been yeah. like odd, so they still count. But um, yeah. yeah, so Gary's been he's looked really good. I'm I'm excited. I hope hopefully he continues it because that is something the Yankees re- desperately needed. Oh, yeah, he needs have him back. Um, 
And him, yes. The walk to strikeouts is really good. Is really is the best thing. Uh, BBD, how many uh, Philadelphia infield positions, catcher, first base, second base, third base, shortstop, have a positive war on the season so far? Uh, I would guess three. One. How is that? Three dozen. Uh, the first base position for the Philadelphia Phillies has a zero oh, war. Ooh, position. good, Jim. Second base, negative 0.1. Third, negative 0.2. Shortstop, negative 1. Catcher is fourth place, 0.4. So you've really tricked the entire world. You tricked Phillies. everybody. <laughs> thinking the Phillies so didn't feel You're throwing good. small sample war at me? Wow. What, what stat would you like me to do? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Two out of five dude, have he's been better than, above than the stats average. dictate. I think he's had a lot of lot of big defensive plays. Hoskins a positive WAR. Position got tough there. Stop. Yeah, you're brainwashing people. He threw some guy that I didn't draft. BBD, I, I said this beforehand. We were all laughing. I thought Alec Baum was having an incredible season, and I turned on Sunday Night Baseball, and his OPS was like a 508, and I was like, "What the hell is happening?" So stop yeah, it brainwashing feel, it us. It feels like that, and he hasn't even gotten hot yet. <laughs> <laughs> stop brainwashing us. Uh, Trev, great job with great job fixing Gary. Great job fixing. He's been the best hitter on the you. Yanks. We talked about it a lot on Talking Yanks last night. Huge for his career. It's going to be fun to track this season. And you're right with the walks and the strikeouts because if you're a pitcher, I mean, it's almost turned into why would you throw him anything in the zone? He's taken on it. Stay hot, Gary. Let's go, Gary. Stay hot, Gary. I'm going to give out, uh, again, another vaunted award, an award that we we kind of deliver. It's our whole show's thing, honestly. I'm giving out the Eat a Bag of Farts Old Media Award, um, and this is going to Ronald Acuna Jr. We talked about him a lot this episode. Trev just did his 40-40 thing. The guy could stumble into that if he wants. We have memory of Ronald Acuna Jr. going back to playoffs, the Snicker interview, the regular season, of Ronnie hitting a couple deep balls. I think he hit one off the wall, and he didn't run it out. He was held to a single, and he's got this incredible speed. It became a talking point amongst baseball of, of like Ronald Acuna Jr. being lazy and not running out balls. Well, guess what? He hit a bullet. At BBD's, Didi Gregorius at shortstop, fielded it, did a little hop towards first, throws over what looked like the most routine ground ball to short you've ever seen. Ronnie just beat it out. He was booking down the line. It kind of looks like it's not real. It almost looks like the video is doctored. At Did they how ever show, ESPN ever show the wide shot? The full wide? No. No. Uh, no. Good job, ESPN. Yeah. If there's, a, if there's a replay you want to watch, ESPN will for sure not show you. We don't have it. Uh, and we mentioned him on Fuego. He's off to an incredible start. And circling back to kind of where I started this episode and where we started talking baseball at, I became infatuated with Ronald Acuna Jr. Uh, he was lighting it up, incredible. It wasn't like it wasn't a take by me. It was just like, this dude's incredible. I'm loving this. And, man... He might be the most underrated player in baseball, and that's even if you know he's a top 10 player. Like, this this dude can put up a fight for number two, I think, with Mook, man. This guy might be coming for Trouty. 
the Soto hype has gotten there because Soto is doing incredible things hitting wise. Guess what? Ronnie does it better on not. Ronnie does it defensively as well. He's got a cannon. He covers ground. He's got the speed game. I mean, five-tool Ronnie. The guy is a beast, and it's what I was saying about the broadcast, and it ties into getting guys out there and everything that MLB needs to do better. I mean, I watched the home run off of Acuna's bat to center, and he made it look so easy, and I was like, damn. This dude's awesome. And even the Harper bomb the other way, like, my love for those two dudes was rejuvenated after watching them for one swing on ESPN with the broadcast on mute. So Ronald Acuna Jr., my guy, screw the old media. Like, that that highlight of him not running a couple years ago was the talk of sports for a little bit. And yet, the highlight we posted of him beating out the single... We were kind of the outlet that covered that the most. You didn't see a lot of it anywhere else, to be completely well, it was, honest. It was all over the place. We had it I better had this, than anyone else, man. Uh, well, we got it out and they used our footage. But, I mean, I saw it somewhere else. It was all over the place. It was wild. Not as much as him not running. Well, I have to... I, I think this is a win. I interpreted this as a win for the people yelling at him for not running out the home runs back then. No. Because it's like, yeah, dude, look what happens when you run hard. I think they won, and now he's running hard. I think they're patting themselves on the back. They are, but that's because they suck I, ass. But I, I agree, agree, with, I agree with Jim. I think Ronnie is hustling now because he got in trouble for not hustling when he was younger, and that's a win for yeah, and, I mean, even and his hustling own coach, is cool. Even if his own coach and his teammates were on him for not hustling, and like now they've won. So it's the maturity – of him, I don't think this is a gotcha to the old media. I think gotcha suckers. I think it's Look, a, you. I don't know if I want to bring this up. I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to do it. Okay. I I agree with Jim that this is a win for those people. But there was another tweet out there that you brought up to my attention. It was Ben Verlander put out, you know, basically saying like Acuna is everything. Like f the old fans, they're not going to like him bat flipping, doing his thing, and that's fine because we don't need them. I don't agree with that. I think we should try to please all the fans. Like, why do we have to to segregate the fan bases, the young with the old? Like, hustling is good baseball, whether you're an an old head or a new guy. Like, if that is good baseball. So why are we trying to make it pit against each other right there? Like, that's just good baseball. Yeah. Um, Jim? Except if you're Brandon Nimmo and you hustle on walks. That's, that's where we draw the line. That's where I draw. Don't like the that. Firm line. I don't. I also don't like that. Also, if you're a pitcher, don't run back into the dugout. Okay. Don't hustle at that point. You hate pitchers. I just. I don't. I kinda, the I hustle don't think, thing I, I don't is think, I've never seen a pitcher sprint in the dugout. I think I'd kind of like that. Oh my gosh! I've never seen that happen. I think Hater does it. He like he he runs to the he like runs yeah, and then jumps does. over the field. Whatever. But oh yeah, you're right. For, I can to me, that. that's. Hustling isn't like a form of like old baseball, old man baseball. That's just like you're doing it. Well, Obviously, I don't agree with hustling. I don't agree with like running 100% every single time you're out there. That doesn't make any sense to me. You know, if you hit a ball to the first baseman and he, all he has to do is touch the base, you can jog. Okay. If you're a catcher, like there are times you're going to have to jog a little bit. But Ronald Acuna, part of his game is his speed. speed. Well, that's where, these, that. that's where these old heads need to eat a bag of farts because guess what? He was running to first when he was younger too and beating out hits. 
He thought he hit a home run, and he didn't run that out. And I get that. That's not a good look. That's going to happen. You guys don't think he was running to first? Young Ronald Acuna beating out infield hits? I I have no idea. I have no idea, but I agree with them on – he should have – I mean, even his coach and his teammates were like, yes, Ronnie has to argue. So I'm not saying he shouldn't have run out the ball he hit as a homer. So then you're part of the old fart media? Yeah. The whole, like – Cover the Base, full game. Good baseball is good baseball, and, and people game. should root for that. Like, I don't like the whole them versus us. Like, dude, collectively, we all know what good baseball is. Like, are some of the old guys not happy with, like, the bat flipping? Sure, but I guess what? A lot of the players that you like in the big leagues are also not okay with it. Like, there, yeah. you got sometimes you got to earn that shit, and that's not talked about enough. Like, yeah, we want people to come up and be themselves, but also, like, earn it a little bit. You know what I mean? Like you can't just come up here doing it and mm. I know Boomer Trev is coming out, but mm. that's how a lot of people in the game feel too. Okay. Everybody feels that way. Everything's gray. My award is I agree the, with that. It's not funny anymore award. Ooh. Ooh, Randy. Oh, that would be good. But no. The Mets. <laughs> Whole team? Yes. Trev laughed at DeGrom being 0-1 with his stat line. Uh, Two starts, 14 innings pitch, one earned run. And I think for Mets fans, it's never been funny, but I think the rest of the league and Trev just laughed at it and I would laugh at it. It's not funny anymore. It's almost as brutal as MLB getting replay wrongs. Like, stop wasting DeGrom starts. Why aren't people as loud about getting him off the Mets as they are about getting Trout off the Angels if this is how the Mets are going to treat him? Like it's, it sadden, saddens me. I can't, I can't even like muster up laughs anymore. I feel so bad for him. When they did Cole's like win total and DeGrom's, like he's going to make the Hall of Fame and not get 100 wins. It's, it's so crazy. Fucking hit when he pitches. Bullpen, lock and load. Treat it, like maybe they are treating it too much like it's game seven of the World Series. Like, maybe the pressure's on when DeGrom pitches. I think the pressure was off for a while. They're like, DeGrom's up there. We, we don't have to do too much. I don't know what it is. But basically, if you're an opposing pitcher, you should be begging to face DeGrom. It sucks. Did you see Did you see the Tom Verducci article that came out? It was like, DeGrom's not that unlucky. Here's, yeah. the, here's the guys that are really unlucky, and then he got, he got ratioed to death. The, uh, Everyone's searching for an angle. Mine is it's not funny anymore. It's just very sad. Ryan Spader, who's been interacting with us a lot lately, uh, stats guy. Jacob DeGrom, 78 starts over the last four seasons. In victories, 25. He's had an ERA of 1.11. Insanity. Games he's lost, an ERA of 3.8. Eh, whatever. And notice, which, by the way, is good for a lot of other pitchers. In no decisions, 33 of them, Jacob DeGrom's ERA is a 176. The Mets are 36 and 42 in those games. It's insane. And their team can hit too. It, it's, it's unreal. Nate in the chat is saying wins and loss don't matter. I said they're wasting DeGrom starts. They're losing these games as a they team. They aren't winning games that he yeah. pitches. Yeah. They're wasting and, and, full seasons too, though, <laughs> not just his starts. So there's uh, that. And then like, yeah, 100 wins is still 
a cool milestone. And I think if he gets to the Hall of Fame with less than, he'd be the first pitcher ever. So it's more just a sad reflection on the team that he played for, that they couldn't get him to 100 wins when he's been the best pitcher of his generation. It's crazy. It's it's like if he does it again next time, I'm going to be just like I'm watching a dead dog commercial, just like sad. Mm. What's that female singer that does the dead dog commercials? Sarah McLaughlin. Sarah McLaughlin. Sarah McLaughlin, yeah. yeah. Put Sarah, her over Sarah DeGrom's McLaughlin stat lines. Award. Yeah, Sarah McLaughlin Award. It's changed. Um, Those were never funny. Whatever. Just a little, uh, just a little eyebrow raise. I was just gonna give Brody Van Wagenen a compliment because he extended Degrom, and I was gonna say like, was that his best move, locking up Degrom for a little bit? Not to scare Mets fans, this isn't the ending of the episode you wanted. He's got an opt out after twenty twenty two. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Something to keep in the back of your head. Yeah, it's there. Let's move on to the last segment of the day, Elevator Talk, right? Well, there is one more segment we were going to add. Oh, Best Friend of the Week. This week it's easy and we're running long anyway, so kind of it, I mean, it's, it's Lance Lynn, who's also a standout performer, complete game shutout, all good stuff. Go Best listen, Friend Lance Lynn. Go listen to our interview with Lance Lynn, Best Friend right. of the Pod. All right, let's spin the wheel. If you're stuck in an elevator with the team, a fan of this team, here's some talking points that you could say to them. Ooh, the San Francisco Giants. So right away, you can say, wasn't that a great move by Kapler going out there and getting getting everyone riled up in applause? You can talk about how they're in third place. And do you think that, you know, they'll sell at the deadline or buy at the deadline or what? That's a conversation we had on this very episode. So we already gave you some fodder. Oh, Trev, your pitcher, Stan, um, on Fuego. Discalfo, or no, um, Discalfo. Disco. Yeah, he's having a good start to the year. Guys, Longo's a hot boy, and yeah. he, if you want to ever interact with him, there's a uh, card-breaking group on Instagram. He's constantly on that at nighttime. He's doing them. You can like literally go in alive and do it with him. It's called Picks and Pools. I'll give him a shout-out. They're cool. Uh, but, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff going on in San Francisco. We don't know the direction of that team. We never know, but they're kind of like going the right way, I think, right now. They think they it's can It's just win, that the Padres right? and the Dodgers are so good. Posey and Longoria off to good starts. I love Posey. that, Trev. The, a lot of people are talking shit about Posey. The the big dog still doing it. They uh, I stumbled into them on Wake and Jake this morning because I was like, okay, are we going to get bought into the Giants this year? I think early May, because, you know, they've got a couple Padres series. You know, they're kind of doing a good team, bad team for a little bit. Early May, they stumble into back-to-back series against Texas and Pittsburgh. So if they can stay around 500 till then, even if they can keep their head above it, and then they got five games against two of the worst teams in the league, I mean, that almost keeps you in the hunt till the All-Star break. Yeah, pitching's been really good. Gossman's good. Disco good. Cueto good. More Cueto. Yeah, Cueto. Oh they, they're, they're playing the Reds coming up, and the Reds are leading MLB in runs scored by a lot. There was a cool graphic, and the Reds were, like, way ahead in runs scored than the rest of the league. Hey, we this is something that we've tried to figure out, and we can't do it perfectly. Relievers for Enfuego. Jake McGee, four for four in save opportunities, 5.1 innings pitched, no hits. Oh, good job, Jake McGee. Jake Sox, not McGee. 
Why aren't you guys dancing? <laughs>